Do not join those who drink too much wine or gorge themselves on meat, for drunkards and gluttons become poor, and drowsiness clothes them in rags. You should lose your involvement with yourself, and then eat and drink naturally, according to the needs of your body, attachment to your appetites, whether you deprive or indulge them, can lead to slavery, but satisfying the needs of daily life is not wrong. Indeed, to keep a body in good health is a duty, for otherwise the mind will not stay strong and clear. Avoid filling the stomach with food and drink. Overeating exhausts the body and causes illnesses. Follow a middle way in eating and drinking as this improves the body. Do not kill your hearts by eating and drinking too much, for the heart is like a sown field. Over-irrigation causes the seed to rot. Hello, how are you? My name is Alan Carew and this is the Likuliku podcast, in collaboration with Reality Bites with Amy Dungin. What you just heard was a collage of a number of texts extracted from Judeo-Christian, Buddhist and Islamic traditions on the topic of food and lifestyle. Maybe some of you recognize them. Together, these faiths cover just under two-thirds of the world's population. And these are relatively ancient, so they are evidence that a large portion of the world has had guidelines on diet and lifestyle for quite a while. And yet, our health is globally in bad shape, and it is not improving. How can that be? Is this the fate of humanity? And why should I care about my diet and lifestyle? These are some of the questions that we are beginning to unravel in this episode of the Likuliku podcast, in hope to dispel some of the confusion surrounding those polarizing topics and to facilitate your health journey. Enjoy. Welcome to the Likuliku podcast. It ain't funny after all. It is the place where we discuss the deeper, less comfortable experience of being human, and we relate with one another to understand how to better live in a world that has stopped making sense. Listening to Reality Bites with Amy D in collaboration with the Liku Liku podcast. It's me, Amy Dangin, and let me introduce my co-host Alan Karu. Hi, Alan. Hi, Amy. Hi, everyone. And Devi Kusardi. Hello, Devi. Hey, hey, Amy. Hey, Alan. Hello, everybody. Yeah. Thank you guys for being here, and thank you to our listeners tuning in. And we hope that you will be able to find something useful by tuning into our show. Today we're doing this thing that we call reality check. It's a lot like checking in with some of the things that we thought we knew all about or are confused about or need yeah. to find out more about. And some of, the, some of those things are like diet and lifestyle, especially now, right, in a pandemic, uh, in a health crisis where health cells Everybody is uh, looking for ways on how to live a healthier lifestyle and not forgetting that there's a lot of overload of, inf overload of information as well out there and things can be 
um, confusing because now people are left with, okay, diet is in, health is in, but there are so many brands, movements, and uh, diet fads, even health, health and lifestyle fads. Which one do I pick? Yeah, and 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 given that there's an overload of information, people there are probably so many people walking around with confused information, um, not knowing again, not only not knowing which diet or lifestyle to go for or where even to start. So that's what we're going to try and unpack today. Um, yeah, I think Alan can help me out by explaining why are we talking about diet and lifestyle. Yeah, thanks, Amina. It was, it was a really good intro to uh, put things into perspective. So um, me and Devi were passionate people in different ways, I guess. But uh, in, in Likuli why we actually made that kind of um the edge of the blade right what what is it that we're offering and what we want to focus on uh, which we already explained a little bit in the holistic uh, health episode yeah. right and that that relates a lot to the fact that we don't have the health that we think we deserve or that we could have mm. And it's not really improving over time. So, I mean, I have a few numbers that are actually striking and, and quite um, sad in a way uh, about our world. And so right now, um, the, there's a big study called the, the Global Burden of Disease that anybody can check out uh, online. You just have to type it. The latest was in 2019, and then they've collected data from all over the world. Mm -hmm. And what comes out is what is the state of our health worldwide? Mm -hmm. And it's not so good because um, we used to be dying a lot from, you know, communicable diseases like infectious diseases, uh, things that you get from viruses and, and bacteria. Of course, COVID has changed the numbers a little bit, but this used to be less and less. Uh, but one thing that's increasing is non-communicable diseases or NCDs, and basically they're chronic diseases. And they kill 41 million people um, each year, which is equivalent to 71% of all the deaths globally. So wow. that's quite big, yeah. you know. And among those, you know, what we call uh, metabolic risks, which are, you know, your, your um, obesity level, your high blood sugar, your high blood pressure, high cholesterol, that accounts for one in five, right? 20% of the total health loss, right? So the mm -hmm. health that we lose because of these conditions, 20% is related to those metabolic risks. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one thing also that, that uh, I noted back in 2005, the, the WHO actually uh, made a report and they said that there's four healthy lifestyle factors right? Maintaining a healthy weight, exercising regularly, following a healthy diet, and not smoking. That actually, if you actually follow those things, you can eliminate up to 80% of the risk for the most common diseases. Yeah. 80%. And non-communicable yeah. means that you don't have to get it uh, from other people, right? Is that what it means? Yeah, yeah. It means yeah. that it's something that we, we have the responsibility of. So those mm. four things, those four healthy lifestyle factors that eliminate your risk by 
is something that we're responsible for. Yeah. But given that the numbers are so high, that means there were were it's actually not that easy to do. Otherwise we would be doing it, right? Right. And the last thing, right, and I'm going to stop with the numbers, is that it's not just about death. It's like, okay, we've reached a plateau of the number of years. I think it's about somewhere around 80 to 83 on average. It depends between men and women uh, of how many years we can expect to live on average, right? But more and more within those 80 years, we spend more and more of them in disability, so we lose quality of life. Our experience of the life that we have in between uh, you know, birth and death is not actually as good as it used to be anymore. It's starting to degrade. And that's why people right. are saying, you know, put years in your life, raise your life expectancy, but also put life in your years. And that's what we're here to talk about because there's something that we can do about it. Right. Yeah, and it's yeah. such a wasted opportunity, right? Uh, to the worst part is no knowing that all of these things could have been avoided in a way if we had known better, mm-hmm. and especially because it has something to do with what we, with something that we do every day, like eating. Eating is like something that we do every day. Um, so basic, and, right? Yeah, we eat. So there's there's a huge um, uh, thing where we take things for granted, I guess. Yeah. Something that we do every day, so we'll just eat whatever, right? So that's that's why we are here having this conversation. Um, I'm not speaking from the point of someone who knows or someone who's got it all figured out or someone who has been vegan for 20 years. <laughs> I've just actually actively expose myself to doing the work of changing my diet and I have to explain it that in that length because it's a lot of work it's not as simple as changing what you eat it's a lot of work Um, I've just been exposed to that concept for the last what two years with Liku Liku Center Mm. um, since I decided to approach my mental health issues through more holistic approaches And that includes changing what I eat. And it wasn't until then that two years ago, I'm in like what, my late, my mid thirties. I mean, I've been eating every day, three to five times a day for 30 over years. The things that I could, I feel that I could have uh, done better if only I had known better. So that said, there's a lot of resistance also, I feel, even though diet mm. and lifestyle is something that's coming up, getting popular, um, gaining more spaces in people's list of priorities. But it's also difficult for a lot of people to not only to change, but even talking about it is difficult. There's a lot of resistance, right? Yeah, sometimes we don't like we feel like we would like to make a change, but we just don't know if we want to, because that would, what about my social connections? You know, we eat this type of beef soup on Tuesdays and we have been doing that for 20 years. Yeah. What if suddenly I don't eat beef on Tuesdays? What's going to happen to my social connections? Yeah. It's definitely hard changing something that you've been so used to for decades, but maybe also, the resistance might have come from a lot of the misconceptions that people have about diet, right? Mm-hmm. You say diet and there's 
immediately an image of um, a certain type of eating, reducing on yeah. certain types of food and gaining your dream body in the next two weeks, in the next 30 days. Yeah. Maybe Devi can share with us. What, But what does diet mean actually? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's where we really need to, um, you know, have some clear definition, right, of what diet a diet means. So um, I think what what pe when people say diet, usually I'm on a diet or mm. I'm dieting. Um, it's it's very short term. So like you said, it's it's fashionable. It's a fad. Like I need to diet because summer is, you know, right around the corner. So I really need to get uh, fit into my bikini. I don't want to look chubby or whatever, you know. So there's a very short term goal. So it's almost like I have this problem. There's the symptom mm. and then I need a pill, a quick fix. Okay. So that's why. Um, and and then there's, then it comes with, um restriction right because you have you want to achieve something in such a short period of time so that's the approach usually that people use right so mm. instead um you know what would work better if they approach it they don't think of it as diet they think of it as a more uh complete lifestyle right a change and so they put their intention and they're doing it because they want to improve their physical health and their mm. mental health. Maybe they want to be, they want to have more clarity, you know, things like that, rather than um, just for one type of goal, mm. you know? So mm. I think it's, it's that. And um, a lot of the diets out there are quite confusing. There's just so many types out there. Because it's yeah. been uh, commodified, right? Like mm. marketing experts are really, really uh, good at kind of like pushing that. Yeah. And um, yeah, the thing is, feel I mean, crappy. those with all those diets, maybe that's something that could be interesting for people because uh, people go in and out of diet because they mm. don't work. Exactly. The, yeah. And 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 people get they feel like they failed or they they achieved something but they couldn't keep it mm. yeah you know and then you can actually even get people start like oh i'm going on a diet and then people in the family circle will go roll their eyes and go oh here we go again you know yeah. same same charade what is it going to be this time you know but yeah. <laughs> the the funny thing is and and i i'm speaking to the people who are a little bit confused Um, the, I hear you, there's so much disinformation and misinformation out there. And I, I, I hear you, but David Katz, who, who's a, a, a doctor, a reputed doctor, and who's, um, the, I think he founded the true health initiative. Mm. He basically says that, you know, it's not true that there's not, there's not a diet. And I mean, not something that you do quickly to get a yeah. quick result and continue to eat your junk. Right something that is sustainable right so a sustainable diet actually exists we know what it is mm. but some people don't want to do it because they just want to stick to what they have and then what, what happens is that we have our biases 
and we're kind of using this uh this oh but you know diet is confusing so i'll just continue to eat whatever i like but we don't say that to people it's just we have that like wink wink attitude uh, in our groups which is like you know (laughs) you can't eat healthy nobody knows what it means so then yeah let's just continue to you know have burger king it's pretty good Ignorance oh, yeah, have, is bliss, they say. Yeah, I have my salad with my burger. It's, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, one of the reasons why they don't work, it's because the, those diets, they, you can't keep up with them. It, like 95% of diets are trying to restrict your calories. Yeah. Then your body starts to compensate with uh, hunger because your body is like, don't do this. We need to eat, right? Yeah. And then you will feel hunger, hungrier. And then you will end up succumbing to that. And then you feel bad about yourself. And there's a lot of stuff that happens with, with diets. Mm. And one of the other issues is that they, they tend to get you to lose water. But we need yeah. water in the body. Yeah. We, we need, it's actually part of, of uh, what we are. We need water in our cells. What we need to lose instead is uh, bad fats. Mm. But most diets don't work on that. Mm. Yeah. Some and of them are, will actually yeah. make you, sorry, uh, Amy, something that just popped into my head. Some mm. of them will even make you lose muscle because mm. muscle is actually heavier than fat. So if you want to have a quick result, you can actually get diets that in a short term, they will make you lose fat very quickly. Uh, sorry, not fat, weight very quickly because you lose muscle, which is heavier than fat. Mm. Yeah. Not healthy. Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, I feel it's terrible that a lot of people do not have access to this kind of awareness, to this kind of knowledge whenever they decide they want to go on a diet. I think a lot of people even scrambled for ways and, and just grab whatever's accessible, you know, because there's a lot of uh, things that we can talk about right in terms yeah. of our eating patterns and how our past experiences our trauma our upbringing our genetic makeup could have affected them Absolutely, right? yeah. i mean there's yeah. a there's something that we won't touch today which is related to uh, the connection between trauma and all of this like there there mm. are some people <clears throat> there's a chance that Sometimes when you're really trying and you're doing all the right things, but you can't lose weight mm. or you just can't bring yourself to it, maybe because you have a traumatic experience that keeps you in that position and in yeah. that weight. It reinforces yeah. that. We, we'll talk about that another time. So yeah. just yeah, for the yeah. sake of clarity, for everybody who's listening out there, just to give something simple, mm-hmm. right? Because we were going to go into more depth and talking with Devi about her protocols and those kinds of things. But there is a simple sentence that you can try and remember Mm. about what is a healthy diet. And I forgot who actually said it, but uh, it (laughs) says, eat real food, not too much, mostly plants. Mm. I'll say it again. Eat real food, (laughs) not too much, Mostly plants. And what that means, if you had to remember only one thing from today, you need to, if you had to cut on one thing first, it would be junk and processed food. Some people yeah. call it whole food, right? Which is, means that if your grandma doesn't know it 
and it's packaged in a way that she doesn't understand, don't eat it. It's probably not good for you. Mm. Okay. The the second one is not too much. Don't don't binge and just think that you deserve it because you've worked really hard. People can actually work out. A lot of my friends actually told me that they were working out in the gym and they actually put on weight because they're like, oh, I'm working out really hard so I can eat whatever I want. But no, you can put on weight by working really hard in the gym. Mm. Right? And mostly plants because um, there are a lot of things that are good in plants that the same kind of molecules coming from animals is actually more toxic for us. And it creates a lot of problems. And we're going to talk about that with Devi, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah please. Yeah. yeah. Devi, so, because, hmm. yeah, especially even going into stuff like eating more plant-based, for a lot of people that sounds impossible, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Because they've never been in, introduced or exposed to that concept ever in their upbringing, in their household, in, yeah. the, in the people that they're friends with. So how do we explain to people like how you uh, maybe first introduced the idea to me about diet and how it affects all aspects of our health what mm. we eat we are what we eat how do maybe you explain the yeah. benefits because what people want is they want to win right like mm. why why should i care mm-hmm. right what are the benefits yeah yeah there's there's a lot of uh <clears throat> benefit in in doing plant based right in uh, going eating mostly plant-based you don't have to be 100% if you're not ready to be vegan this is not about being vegan or being vegetarian or you mm-hmm. know it's not about that I just want to emphasize but you know studies you know tons of research and you know Alan is really good about this we have all the the data's in the library <laughs> um, you know has point to you know please eat more plant-based you know, whole foods. Uh, For me, like if, you know, my personal experience on that, right, Mm -hmm. why I shift is um, I felt um, every time I shift to a more plant-based, right, or in the beginning when I did that, when I was uh, vegan, right, for many years, uh, I'm just much more focused, mm-hmm. right? So there's more clarity uh, in my in my brain, the way my brain functions. Um, then I notice also um, a sense of lightness, and mm-hmm. and you know this this kind of like cleansing effect. Mm-hmm. Like I I can really feel it. And I can see it in my skin. Mm. Like skin is like number one indication. Mm. So my personal experience when I switch, it was like, wow, my skin is just like glowing. Right. Yeah, and we can talk about... Your skin is a reflection of your organs. How Exactly. Right? Yeah. 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 Because when you eat a lot of those animal products, they're high in saturated fat. They have a lot of this um, animal hormones. Mm. Right animal hormones in in dairy, in meat, um, that your body can't really digest. Or if they do, they can digest. Your body is actually very resilient, but it takes so much more out of you, Mm. right? And and sometimes, um, 
when you are already not having a good lifestyle, a good habit where you're exercising, you're sweating, you know, and you have all these other different uh, 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 approaches to a, to a healthier lifestyle, mm. um, then you it's really difficult for your body to actually digest all of these uh, uh, meat uh, and meat byproducts and animal byproducts. Yeah. So I guess the last thing maybe to connect with what we started, uh, I don't mind, I hope you don't mind, Devi, is that it directly connects with all of the chronic diseases that you can think of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Including yeah, autoimmune diseases, including diabetes, including uh, many forms of cancer. Colon cancer, you know. Yeah, heart disease, cancer. which is the number one killer worldwide. It, it almost doesn't matter where in the world you look. In the one or two, maybe three, mm. heart disease is there for everyone yeah. because it clogs your your arteries, and then suddenly you 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 can't your your heart just pumping so hard to get the job done. Yeah, 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 mm. and I do believe that that's in our lifestyle. That's that's. One of the, uh, that's the first place that my brain went into when I went through psychotherapy um, and I was asked to, I, I was asked a question that I didn't think has anything to do with my mental health or my emotional health mm. or my health in general. Right. My, when I was asked my eating patterns, my, my, the way I ate, my lifestyle, it was like, oh, then it made sense and then it just the dots just connected it's no wonder i have been struggling mentally and emotionally i have not been um caring honestly about the way that i eat for 30 over years i did not think that there's any connection or correlation between my eating patterns what i eat what i like eating you know yeah. i was i was a huge um sugar and meat addict Two of the most uh, addict. What, yeah, addict. I was an addict, and I, I feel like it's still hard to fight the temptations sometimes to want to go and consume those things, and not just consume, yeah, like consume um, mm. mindlessly, mm. ignorantly. Before I regret it, I'm going to take in all the sugar that I can right. before before I realize that this is wrong for me. Kind of attitude almost. Revenge I'm not proud eating. of it. Yeah. yeah, it's so bad. But yeah. but I'm just sharing this to also let everyone know that it's it's understandable. It's not an easy journey to, to take. It's not an easy decision to make. Mm. But hey, guys, there are ways. And to think that, again, these are like what Alan likes to say, uh, missed opportunities. We eat every day and they have every power to determine the quality of our health holistically. Mm. Um, and yet we are not putting the effort and work that we could every day that we're given the chance to. And we're, yeah. we're, if, when you're listening to this, we're with you. It's not like we're trying to attempt to show a perfect image or whatever. Yeah, it's just, not at all. It's, yeah. You know, it's, um, I think, uh, what was his name? I forgot his name, but the, the guy who actually produced um, uh, Sons of Anarchy, he was mentioning uh, before in interviews that, when you're addicted to heroin and stuff like that, it's mm. it's not that hard to avoid. But yeah. food, and I'm glad you mentioned addiction, Amy, that we don't realize it, but 
food is the thing that we use to to make ourselves feel good when we can't feel good in other ways. Yeah. That's the one place to go. And and food's tricky because it's the tiger that you have to get take out of the cage three times a day. And every time you will get a temptation. Mm. Right? It's not like some kind of, you know, uh, like a medicine or alcohol that you can put in the closet because food, you actually need it for life. Yeah. Yeah, and food is always connected to, like we said earlier, right? There's a strong, strong attachment to tradition, culture, mm. uh, even yeah. even religious. Um, uh, well, I'm not sure if it's actually in the religion itself, you know, but it tends to be to be connected, right? There's a mm. correlation between festivities, religious festivities, mm. and oh, yeah, and yeah. meat. You know, like Thanksgiving, you gotta have turkey. I mean, <laughs> you know, things yeah. like that. And that that those kinds of things are dear to people's hearts. So it's really, I think that that's part of the uh, more difficult um, why it's difficult. But do for we people. care about yeah. that culture so much that we'd allow it to kill us? Yeah. Right. Because yeah. like the lost opportunity is just, wouldn't you want to have those extra 20 years of good life to spend with your children? Yeah. Or yeah. with yourself to do something that you find purposeful, right? The thing is, the there's a lot of um, uh, conf conf conflicting information out there. Mm -hmm. So that's mm -hmm. why. And it's... Um, you know, and, and rather like misinformation, there's also a lot of misinformation and, you know, uh, butched up <laughs> data. Is there one, is there one there. in particular that you would like to debunk, Devi? Oh, I can't think of one right now. <laughs> yeah. Like keto, for example. Everybody's mad about oh, let's keto. not let's not go there because no, no, that's, I mean, that's another that's okay, another episode the, the stands, that we no, can I think talk it's about. Worth, uh, talk, mm. Talking about it because um, it's not to yeah. put any anybody off. It's just if if tomorrow the data changed and it showed that it was a good thing, you know, I'll be like, okay, it's it's time to review and uh, and see if uh, we right. need to change yeah. what we write. It's just yeah. I don't want to be religious about these sort of things. Yeah. You know, there's no dogma. Like if if all of the things that we say in, in here is actually mm. backed up by science and people tend to think that we don't have science about nutrition and stuff like that. But that's not true. There's there's really good studies that have been made to compare different kinds of diets. Mm. And the data is quite plain. You know, if you're willing to give it an open minded look. But if you're already in the camp of one kind of diet, and that's why we don't really want to use labels that much here, yeah. then it's going to be challenging. But it's not because the evidence is not there. Like, for example, um, I, I looked into, into keto because it's quite popular. And mm. um, if you go at the shallow level, you find that there are rankings of the best and worst diet in the world. You, you can go on US, US News, I think. They, they publish a ranking oh, every, yeah, yeah. every year. Mm. And it's uh, based on experts, right? It's not journalists. They're talking to experts to rank those diets. Keto mm. is consistently at the bottom. Mm. And why? It's because, you know, it's it's something that's been created to help with epilepsy. So if you uh -huh. don't have seizures, mm. in reality, you don't really have any business tinkering with that unless you really have a specific idea in mind. But... 
you, we're not putting electrodes in our head or, or going to get electroconvulsion therapy just because what the heck, why not, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. then we shouldn't really take care of that. And um, uh, I think around gyms is very popular. But the thing is, if you really look at the data that compare different kinds of diets, like for example, the ones that, that is more towards plants, Mm. The the one the, the keto actually you you have a loss of weight, but you lose water and you lose muscle. So if you're going to the gym, you don't want to lose muscle. Mm. Mm. And the dropout rates for a keto is actually really high because it's really hard to maintain in the in the long run. So yeah, yeah. keep an open mind if you're like it's it's not a, a diet that most experts, even if you don't believe my word, go and check it out with yeah, the actual yeah. publications. You it's know? more of an intervention, a short-term yeah, intervention. Yeah, and it's, it's actually scary to see that people are using it for a long term. And yeah. the worst thing is they go yo-yo on it. So mm. that's worse than anything else. <laughs> you know, they, some, they go on a keto for six months and then they binge, right? They start to like... Um, start eating like carbs and, you know, and I think keto wouldn't be so bad if it is um, plant-based keto and they also do like exercises, like mm. other things that, that complement a good, healthy lifestyle, you know? Yeah, people eating keto so, are usually quite active, I would say, uh, yeah. physically speaking, but um, right. I don't think there's... Uh, enough information on the plant-based keto yet but it's just the process yeah. of ketosis is not something that we're meant to keep for a long time for and, a long time and no. i'm going to bring another piece yeah. of the puzzle in here is that uh if you if you look at the five pillars of uh what's his name walter longo uh, walter longo walter actually <laughs> you have to remember walter <laughs> who's yeah. a longevity scientist, right? And he's yes. a proponent of uh, a certain type of intermittent fasting. Mm. You can't look at a diet if you don't have data in long term. Mm. We don't have such data for, for keto. And there is no place in the world in which that data, that basically yeah. like the blue zones, that says that it's it helps with your longevity. So, mm. so it's not really something that you would want to do in the long term because when you look at it, the places where people live the longest, there's always going to be natural, local carbs. Whole foods. Whole food as part yeah. of the staple and then other things that go around with it. That's what gets us to live long. Right. Nutrition and whatnot. So right. there's too many things that don't align for us to say just, if you want to try, I mean, everybody's welcome to do whatever, but please don't consider that this is something that you can do in the long run and stay healthy. The numbers mm. don't add up, right? And we're saying that because we don't want people to find themselves with less get health sick. than they <laughs> thought they would get, right? Right, right. Yeah. And sometimes the effect don't come straight away, right? The, the negative impact, it'll come like a few mm. years later, a few years down the line, you know? Yeah, especially you... if people are looking at the scale, right? They just look at how much weight they've lost. But if mm. you've only lost water, you've lost your time doing it. Right, right. right. Which a lot of people on keto, are, I see around me, my friends and, you know, family members are really obsessed about. <laughs> They're obsessed on like weighing themselves. 
You have to take an MRI or a DEXA scan to be able to know with precision yep. how much body yep. fat you have and to realize yeah. that actually you've, you've, you've reduced your metabol uh, metabolism when mm. you do a keto, but yeah, it's compensated by water. Yeah. So anyway, I don't, Anyways. this is not polemic, right? We're not trying to stir the pot. We're just really trying <laughs> to bring useful information in that yeah. confusing sea of, you know, yeah. dubious information. But yeah. maybe... Um, Maybe we could talk about the one that we think is good. That <laughs> yeah. would help people, you know, Let's with their get conditions back on track. <laughs> and, and all that. So right, maybe right. you could talk about the protocol that 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 where you that you're using mostly, Devi. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So what um, makes it successful? Well, what makes it successful? Uh because it is gentle and it's progressive. Right? Progressive, gentle. Mm -hmm. And it does not shock the system if you do it properly. Okay. And um, uh, what else? Um, it's there, there, there's a specific or uh, not that specific, window. but I more. I think that window that what, what I actually found really interesting is that the window is very clearly defined, like it's clinical. The way that yes. it's done, right? Like yes. Before you get into the real fast, you actually have to do some pre-fast. Reduce exactly. So oh. there's the transition uh, diet, right? That you that is very very important. I cannot I cannot emphasize this enough. The transition diet prior to you doing the cleanse, right? And then after, at the end of that deep cleansing period, is very important. Yeah, you, you really should know what to eat and what not to eat, when and how, <laughs> right? So, um, so that, yeah, so it's progressive, gentle, uh, you know, it's, it has a very precise uh, uh, transition diet, like very clinical. And what and would happen, like, if people are just like, you know what, I'm just going to do my own diet myself. Like what's what's the risk if people don't transition properly and oh uh, they might mess up their liver and <laughs> you know they're just not not going to get the the benefit out of it or um you know they they'll, they're just just like the people that are doing the yo-yo diet you know always changing and not really adhering to the protocols that's what happened mm. they're just playing a boomerang they're just going round and round in circle you know so, so i th i think anything that promises results in very short time mm, those exactly. are questionable yeah right yeah 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 and especially the one that say eat you can eat whatever you want you only yeah, have to change this no. one thing yeah. <laughs> yeah so this this thing um is it works because we know that you can only do this like two to three times a year. Okay, maximum. It depends on your condition. It depends on your body type, right? And what mm. you're using it for. Um, you can only do it maximum, okay, four times a year. I wouldn't go more than that. So I, I do it like twice a year and that's enough, you know? So um, that's, the, that's the long one. That's the deep cleanse. Yeah, that's a deep cleanse, right? So 30 days, right? The, the deep cleanse uh, process takes 30 days, but mm. then there's the before and after, mm. right? So a month before and then the after is really important because you want to sustain that 
right? So, uh, so the number one here, I think before you change your diet, let's say you're eating a bunch of meat, a bunch of junk food, a bunch of high fat food, processed food, and you want to start eating cleaner, you got to go through this cleansing process. Mm. I think it's, it's really important because you need to reset, right? So you need to reset and you need to introduce slowly because it's also a mind game because <laughs> you, you got to yeah. also, yeah, right, Amy, yeah. you were there and you did the, yeah. the taster of that program, right? It was like yeah. um, a shorter and we were doing it online. Yeah. Yeah. 21, 20 days, I think 21 days of of transitioning from what I was used to, to slowly cut down on this, cut down on that before yeah. it got to a liquid fast. Right. And liquid all liquid fast. fast. And then yeah. getting out of that liquid fast too, yeah. right? So the types of fruits that you can eat and mm -hmm. the types of vegetables. Um, yeah. So all of those things. So it is, um, uh, what were we talking about? Oh, why the, it's safe. Why it's also, successful and all that. Yeah, yeah. And also we emphasize on um, the prebiotics and probiotics. Yeah. It's really important. So you should definitely have that when you're doing any cleanse out there. Like I know a lot of people are doing juice cleanse uh, at home. You know, they just, they just buy a, a book or something and then they just look through it and make sure you have uh, the probiotics and prebiotics because you have to build the right kind of um, uh, a good bacteria, right? The gut flora so that you, you uh, to produce the right enzyme. So then you can actually clear, really clear the system. Yeah, maybe I'll just contribute and just say that one thing that people don't know or underestimate is that when you reduce and you do a proper diet that reduces your fats, when you're releasing those fats, what happens is uh, I want people to imagine if there's global warming mm. <laughs> and the Siberian snow and all that, the permafrost starts to thaw. All the, all the bacteria and the viruses that have been locked in there that were completely ineffective, they weren't doing anything, they're getting released. So in our body, when we release those fats, there's a lot of bad metabolites. And we, if we don't have the chain of the nutrients and the enzymes and the vitamins and all that to be able to to take care of those things they will stay in the body and be toxic mm. so a fast that's badly done can be really dangerous in some cases right yeah yeah definitely yeah so that's why um i always emphasize like if you really want to do uh, a change uh, in lifestyle uh, then you should go through the detox the cleansing process and you should do it properly and the best um, thing you can do is to check yourself <laughs> into a center, a proper center, so that you are properly guided um, with someone who, who is not just certified. You know, anybody now can be certified in everything. Mm -hmm. But somebody, it's important that you have um, somebody to guide you who actually have gone through the process several times themselves. So they understand um, and also have gone through enough uh, 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 practicum hours. Yeah, that's in where a, the practitioner the, work the, comes from, right? Yeah, mm. practicum hours in a community uh, health center setting 
in a different and also different kinds of setting, right? And also doing it for a spectrum of uh, disease or illnesses. So not mm. just like just diabetes, so just cardiovascular. No, they, they've been exposed to helping a wide range from cancer, diabetes, different chronic illness, also mental health. I think that's very, very important, um, which I find lacking in a lot of the other detox centers. Mental health are not um, uh, talk about Prioritize. much. Prioritize. Yeah, yeah. Because there's, I mean, stuff happens, right? When you're releasing everything, like the molecules that are being released are going to have an impact throughout the body. Yeah. And I think it's, we need to be transparent here that, you know, There's always an article online that says the dark side of XXX, put whatever, just to be able to, to be clickbaity and attract audience, right? The mm -hmm. dark side of something that's good, right. but it's just like, oh my God, it's bad. Let me check this article. Right. And you have meditation, the, the dark side of yoga, the dark side of uh, eating properly, the dark side <laughs> of detox and all that, right? Diet. Yeah. 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 So that part starts to be released as well, right? So there's a lot yeah. of emotions when you're going through cleanse. It's not just the body. When you're doing it properly, you will have, you will be releasing a lot of different kinds of emotions. There will be like a transition, transition period, right? Yes. That we need to be aware of, yeah. yeah. Did you get headaches, Amy, for example? Oh, I got cranky, right? <laughs> I got super cranky. Um, you mean it got worse? <laughs> it got Is worse. Is that possible? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was holding myself back from consuming sugar and creamer in my coffee. Yeah. That was that was impossible. Um, <laughs> I was reduced, trying to reduce, um, you know, those bits and bites that I always get in between meals. <laughs> Potato I'm chips. trying to, yeah, <laughs> chips, candies, chocolate, yeah. uh, and I mean, I I still had them, but reducing stuff like meat, deep fried stuff, mm. those those things that are healthy to me. So yeah, there's bound to be some kind of adjustment period that our body goes through. Yeah, because we're not used to it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's what we call healing symptoms because it looks like it's symptoms, and when you're doing that on your own then if you don't know what you're looking for, what happens is you'll get discouraged or you'll get freaked out, whereas somebody who's more experienced will be able to mm. say, that's okay. Yeah. And they might they might make adjustments, right, temporarily to smooth the, 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 process, the process so it's not so rocky, but they'll be able to say, no, that's okay. Or yeah. if something happens that is really um, out of the ordinary, they'll be able to say, okay, well, let's just taper a little bit and... Adjust. Extend your adjustment period a little bit so that right. you can transition safely. Right, yeah. Which mm. you don't get if you're doing it on your own, right? Yeah. Even so if that's you're the following risk. just the recipe and the protocol. Yeah, and also the hardest part of this is doing it alone, actually. Yeah. So if you can, if you can actually um, uh, not have that, not do it alone, have community support... It actually, um, how do you say, takes away or alleviate the burden of mm. the person, of, it, of the individual, right? Mm. So, because then there's the, this, this collective, um, a collective uh, uh, consistency, you know, there's collective empathy, 
you know, mm. this collective everything. You're doing it. You're doing things together. Mm. So it, I think yeah. companionship it makes it makes a huge uh, difference. Yeah, and also one one more thing is yeah. move movement movement. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah um, you know. You, uh, all of you who are trying to uh, transition to a different diet, to a healthier diet, or you're doing some kind of cleanse, please, please remember that um, the other protocols are important too, not just about the diet and the cleanse, not just about the food, but also everything else that you consume uh, as well, right? So whether it's uh, television, whether it's uh, social media, whether it's, uh, you know, whatever, shopping, going out to the malls, you know, all those other addictions, you should also look into that. Um, and exercise, movement is very important. Yeah. Yeah, you should have a regular uh, um, exercise protocol, exercise routine, along with this uh, cleansing protocol and the transition diet protocol. Yeah. In short, holistic health. Exactly, right? <laughs> yeah. We talked about it in the last episode. Like, what's the fuss <laughs> with holistic health? Yeah. yeah I think now yeah. it's more concrete, right? With what we're talking about. It's like, yeah. you, you kind of get the picture of what is it that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you say holistic. Uh, yeah. It's, it's like taking a... It's like taking an insurance plan for your health that's comprehensive. That's right. Right? There's no like little star thing. It's like, well, <laughs> if you happen to be on this side of the road, then th- this doesn't apply. You know? Yeah. 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 And yeah, basically, I think one of the most important message that we, that people can hopefully take away from today's episode is that seek for more than just, don't take everything at face value. Don't do something or going to a diet just because it's the most popular diet of the season. Everybody's doing it. I should do it too. And also, yeah, yeah, do it with the right support. I think, yeah, in in today's uh, individualistic era where people just, right, it's hard for people to ask for help for some reason. Right. Um, It's, I think there's also a lot of shame around asking for help. So yeah, seek the right uh, support system and help. Yeah. Because yeah, like Devi mentioned, and like my own experience as well, I wouldn't think I I would have done it. I don't think I would have done it or been successful, a successfully plant-based diet person for three months if I had not done it with a group of people who have the same goal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and the right intention. Mm-hmm. So you really yeah, had that and the support even yeah, for your intention for your it. challenges and your headaches physically, but also the whatever comes up, you know, our stuff that's been mm. stored inside there where it just it comes up and you get cranky and then you want to mm. do whatever. Mm. Yeah. One last thing, maybe if we can allow ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yes. Just please. for fun. One how, <laughs> how do we address the people who say, well, detox equal white people in Bali. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oops. Yeah. How, how, yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's a serious thing. I'm, it's, it's playful, but it's, yeah. there is a little bit of a stigma, isn't it? Like, yeah, like how thinking. Amy would be 
what, five years ago, Amy? <laughs> you would say, eh, apa ba yun detox? <laughs> Minta puji. Yeah. Thinking, <laughs> think, thinking yeah. that diet and detox are for only for the privileged. People mm, who no. are in a privileged, uh, who are born into a privileged family, privileged life. Yeah, there is that kind of misconception um, that needs to be debunked, obviously. And I think yeah. that's also why conversations surrounding diet, detox, or anything about our body mm. uh, can be uncomfortable and sensitive for a lot of people because of this these kind of misconceptions that we don't talk about. Judgments. 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 I'm sorry, but I, I feel it's really <laughs> important. Is I feel, and you tell me, Amy, what you feel, but I feel like a lot of people have a preconceived idea of how, of how their life is going to unfold and when they have a certain condition at a certain age, mm. they just feel like it's normal. And it's fate. Yeah. yeah. And they, oh, like, gosh. Like, like chronic yeah. conditions, heart disease, diabetes and whatnot. Mm. I see countless number of people who are just sinking into it and just like, yeah, that's how every of my relative went. And so why should it be different from me? Yeah. I have a, I was speaking to someone actually, someone quite close about this, about her. She's worried about her body weight issues. And then she's worried about her family dying of diabetes because a couple of them had died because of diabetes. And then oh, when I asked her about it, would you like to do something about it? Oh, no, I've already accepted that I'm going to die from diabetes. And she's wow. like a couple of years younger than me. So, yeah, such conviction. It's... Um, there's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. can be another whole episode. I, uh, yeah, mm -hmm. we can talk about that for hours, like yeah. patterning and... If you're listening, that's not true. Yeah, yeah. Remember, not... all of these diseases, most of them are... Preventable. Or you can reverse in many yes, cases. Yes, you can mm -hmm. reverse. You can reverse diabetes. So it's our message of hope people yeah. out there don't think it's fate and also like growing old but that's another episode also people are like Yala, aging yeah sudah tua biasalah no we need to talk <laughs> about that it's not true it's not true yeah 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 so and we are going to talk about that in the next episode yes <laughs> we've had enough time for today's episode thank you Alan thank you Devi yes. for sharing your insights yeah, thank and you. thank you for those of you tuning in. Hopefully you've gained some wisdom nuggets from there. Um, yeah, be careful even when you're consuming nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> yes, even if it's plant-based nuggets. <laughs> it be can careful. claim to be plant-based. Um, yeah, it's, it's a good conversation and hopefully uh, we will be able to continue this in, I don't know, maybe diet part two, who knows. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, follow us on Liku Liku Creative on Instagram, Liku Liku Center for Creative Therapy Kota Kinabalu on Facebook, and we are on Liku Liku Podcast is on Spotify, Anchor, and Apple Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Till the next episode, Liku Liku, Liku out. out. Are you glistening because of the sweat? <laughs> Need to go on the fences. <laughs> <laughs>